Driving Double Feature presents One Minute with European Zombies, circa 1980, episode 24. Hi everyone, I'm Dan. We are covering, in this episode, minute 24 of Burial Ground and minute 24 of Zombie Lake. I hope you've been enjoying the show, and I want us to dive right in because I think we're about to get some zombie attacks. So the previous minute of Burial Ground was just zombies shambling along the grounds of this estate. Let's continue shambling. Nice in the mantelpiece. I bet it belongs to the professor. Well, he did find it on our property, darling. After all, scientists should be above. Mama. Yes, darling. What is it? Mother, this cloth smells of death. Why, it's nothing but an old rag, Michael. You get the strangest ideas in that young head of yours, don't you? You come up with a new one every hour. <laughs> George! Mama! Who are you? What are you here for? What for? Don't come any closer. Don't move or I'll shoot. Come here. Don't move! Back or I'll shoot! Back, I mean... Michael always does good work. Well, it looks like the zombie attacks finally are occurring. Uh, slowly but surely in this one. They're all... I. So it's... Oh, what is it? Evelyn and Michael and George, I think, are sort of leaning in the back of that pavilion-y area where all the sort of chintzy stuff is. And all of a sudden, just in through a door on the side. And I love, too, that you don't... They're just standing there talking, and then all of a sudden, you see, like, a bit of light and a zombie shamble in. And so, so a zombie opened a door and walked in, which is which is fine and dandy, but there's no, you know, concept of, you know, hey, maybe we should show them the door. Maybe we should show it opening. No, they're just talking, and all of a sudden, there's a zombie in the room. You know, which is which fits the movie, I think, which very much fits the uh, the way that the movie is very... Uh, there's no logic I guess is the way to say it. They're shambling along, they're shambling along. That one zombie takes forever to catch up to that couple and then just kind of sits there as they run away. And these three are just hanging out in this space and suddenly, hey, look, there's a zombie. And he's yeah, moving towards him. And, and I hope his name is, his name is George, right? I believe, uh, you know, he pulls his gun because he happens to, I, I like that we earlier on, you know, I knew, when, when Chekhov made up his rule about the gun, I don't think he was specifically referring to something this silly, where this couple and this strange man-child go to this pavilion to look at ancient antiquities that are thousands of years old, and this guy brought his gun to, you know, show his new wife or girlfriend or whoever how, uh, how to do a little target practice with it. But then, you know, he's got the gun when the zombies show up, and we'll, we will presumably see that the bullets have no effect, or they they will have no effect in the way that he shoots them. Although he doesn't in this moment. He just they just threaten and he stands there and is 
red sweater with his pants pulled up maybe too high. It's funny. She's Evelyn. I don't know. You know, like look at look at Michael there in his in his jeans and and George there in his his red sweater that's too tight and the pants that are pulled up too high. I mean, she. Um, I guess I don't want to say she picked a couple of duds because I'm sure they have their good points but good points are not really relevant to a movie like this um but they just look like goofballs michael looks like a goofball and george standing there looks like a friggin' goofball and oh they're great uh what else we got oh was oh pardon pardon my dog george has suddenly decided to go crazy zombie dog hey george what you doing I love you, George. I love you. Relax. He's going to relax now. He's excited. He wants to watch some more zombie. Like, he keeps thinking we're going to see that woman from the beginning of the movie swim around nude some more, and that made him very happy. So, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is George. Come on. Uh, so, yeah, you get Michael with one of the, I think, the, the best-known lines in this, you know, which is the mommy, this this cloth smells of death. And, and, you know, the mom takes a sniff of it and just kind of throws it away. Oh, Michael. It's an old rag. And Michael has this really disturbed look on his face. And George has a look on his face like, oh, God, this freaking kid. Oh, God. And the moment she, he says, oh, she says to, to Michael, where do you come up with all these ideas? There's a new one every hour. Well, that's that's what she says in the English one. In the, in the Italian one, she says less than that. But instantly, Michael gets a big smile on his face and they hug. And the moment they hug and everyone seems to be happy for a split second, finally, all of a sudden, there's a zombie in the room. So... That goes to show never be happy because something will immediately bring you down a peg or two or three, in this case, with flesh-eating zombies. What else has happened? Oh, yeah, the minute begins with a bit of shamble from the zombies and presumably one of them. I, I don't think we've seen this one before who gets in there. Well, maybe we did. I've forgotten now. But I think this is a new guy who's who's stumbling in towards them. And as I mentioned before there there is a word like how exactly are they going to eat these people when they tear them up as their jaws seem to be in a state of disarray i mean presumably you need more teeth than the few that some of them seem to have in their mouths in order to do this and you need to have like less rubbery teeth than they seem to have i don't know we'll, we'll see how they go i mean i'm sure they will nosh just fine when the time comes and maybe the time will be coming soon Oh yeah, that's that's pretty much this minute. It's Michael being goofy, he's in the foreground sniffing cloths, and then goes to the back, and that's that's just fun. Mama, this cloth smells of death. Oh, mama! <laughs> when the zombie comes in, oh dear lord! I, I like that they, you know, so many times you get like in the Simpsons and stuff, you get uh, young boys' voices are done by women, but here they specifically seem to have gone for a guy doing a voice like this, which makes it even more ridiculous when you see, you know, Michael's beautiful head of hair and just Michael. Michael! So that's the, that's that, that's that's this minute. I think, I think that about wraps it up. I'm excited to get to some zombie attacking, and again, I'm excited to get some zombie attacking, but I'm also excited to see more of George in that outfit of his. Um, seeing it from the side when he was helping his wife or whoever she is fire the gun was one thing, but when he's kind of leaning against the workbench, and I like too that as Michael is, is sniffing the, the cloth in the background, he's showing, uh, George is showing Evelyn some stuff, and, oh, that's really nice, and talking about uh, whose it is, and uh, he's like, well, it's my estate, so, you know, the professor found it, but these scientists, you know, implying that, I don't care if it's worth money, the scientists can go shove it up his hole. That's George for you. That's why Evelyn loves him. 
And that's why we love Evelyn and George and Michael. Zombie Lake Minute 23 ended with... Oh, yeah, yeah, it was the uh, the gal, the, the French gal, and the Nazi saved her, and he's being tended to in the hospital, and a very stern-looking Nazi walked up to her, and she began to walk away. And I think there's going to be some sort of romantic tryst shortly. Romantic tryst here, zombie attack there, one's Italian, one's French. You, you can feel the... Mm, oh, it's so spicy, it's so good. Listen... I suppose we don't get a lot of moments like this in zombie movies. I mean, there is romance somewhat in bits of Dawn of the Dead, and I'm, I'm sure it's popped up in other places. But uh, to stop, you know, about 23, 24 minutes into your zombie movie, which should be moving towards something zombie-related, to show romance between, like, a French uh, citizen... I was going to say peasant, but uh, that is rude. But maybe that's that's that makes it sound more romantic. And a Nazi soldier, I don't know, who has a big scar on his face. And, yeah, it's 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 a strange thing. I and the music they pour on the music so heavily. And yeah, I don't I don't know with with the music. I mean, to me, Eurocine, this is the way you know Daniel White wrote them. You know, this is this. I write him the ways I write him. Oh, I'd love to meet Daniel White, and just you know, walk into a room and just say, "Mr. White, how would you have scored that? Would you have maybe a little electric piano, maybe some strings? Do you own a clavinet? Do I own a clavinet? Who here owns a clavinet? But th this minute is is basically the the woman. And it's night, and she's standing on a sort of walkway above. This ain't no lake. It looks like um, it looks like a uh 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 like some somewhere near a dam or a weir or something like that. There's heavy, heavy rushing water underneath her. I, so it's not it's not a lake. It's it's like something pouring down, maybe from the from the hills or something like that. I don't know where it is, and it's too dark to figure it out. But there is at the end of the minute, as they're sort of beginning to get romantically, uh, you can see sort of a doorway, a stone doorway. I guess it's a stone doorway. Actually, the the texture of that stone behind them looks a lot like the texture of the zombies in burial grounds. So I'm 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 betting I could. I'm, <laughs> all I can think of is the man with two brains, and all the um, tearing apart the stone. Oh, man with two brains! What a great movie. Um, Doctor Far, uh, but but the, the stone behind them, I'm sure, is completely real. I'm sure that's a completely real location, but um, it still looks a bit fake. And I mean, one of the things with the Eurocine movies that are so much fun, 
is a lot of times they you know they they shoot in these beautiful places whether it's the woods whether it's these these old villages things like that and these these wonderful uh, spaces you know cuz cuz like a lot of the italian a lot of the italian films well i suppose eurocine is like this also but all the italians you, you know you get the exteriors are in you know, more exotic places and then the moment you get inside it's these um studio sets and uh, not that that's bad not that that's bad though i just rewatched torso last night for the umpteenth time not my favorite sergio martino giallo but one i seem to watch the most and i don't that's george the dog everybody do you hear that he's he's torso is his favorite sergio martino film we saw torso he we didn't see i saw torso on a double feature with pieces like 10 years ago I prefer Pieces. Pieces is J.P. Simon screwballery um, rises to the heavens in, in Pieces. Whereas Torso, I think Torso is actually really well done, but also is not as... It, it can be, but it's not quite as lurid as you think it's going to be. There are moments where it is. But it's also it's also one of those films... Like your like a werewolf's on wheels, where when you when you see what it's about and when you hear what it's about, you go, oh my gosh! But then you realize that it has something else in its mind for a portion of the movie. And I use where I I've been using werewolf's on wheels a lot lately, uh, but it's got something else on its mind. So so torso. Uh, I'm not going to ruin what torso is for you guys if you've never seen torso. But if if you encounter torso. They'll mention, of course, someone's killing a bunch of college, oh, well, no, college gals and and guys and random guys too, but uh, and there's sort of like a, a gimmick to it, kind of, which is a really good gimmick, uh, and but the gimmick is the second half of the movie, so uh, so the first half is sort of all set up, which is fine. It's not a slasher film. It's it's a giallo. And today I've been watching the Sergio Martinos all. Why am I, I'm not talking about Zombie Lake more? I'm not talking about Zombie Lake more because literally the minute is the woman is standing out looking over this weird damn rushing water. The Nazi walks out. She touches the scar on his forehead. They begin to kiss. That's it. The romantic music plays. That's it. So I was just going off on a tangent, maybe recommending some stuff. So I think I, I probably mentioned earlier that I'm doing. I, uh, this week I've been watching all six of Sergio Martino's Giallo, and since I just got all the colors of the dark on a, that great Severin blue, and today, if I can, I'm actually in about three hours going to the Severin Shock Fest thingy festival, and um, I've got two tickets, but my wife got sick. Oh, she's sick. She's asleep in the bedroom. So I've got two tickets, but it's only going to be me, and it's sold out. If anyone is listening to this days after it aired and can somehow go back in time and tell someone about a ticket, that would be great. But anyway, um, today's suspicious death of a minor is is the, the sixth and final one, which is ha- like half giallo, half Polizio, Chitsi, Chitsi, whatever it's it's called, the um, French Connection Serpico bullet-type ripoffs. And I'm excited to watch that again because that's one of my favorites. I'll talk about my favorite Sergio Martino Giallo's on another thing. But I just went off on this tangent because this is just, it's a romantic minute. It's a lovely minute. But there's not much to say about the minute because although we're pretty certain that this guy is going to become a zombie, he ain't a zombie yet. It's just two people kind of in love. And that's lovely. Uh, But that doesn't make for great chatter. So, um, or does it? Eh, that's the end of this episode, everyone. Sorry, I went off on a tangent there, but everything, we're, uh, we all are going to be all right. So thank you for joining me for episode 24 
of One Minute with European Zombies circa 1980 and listen to this music that smells of death. Thank you. 